Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Instinct, you guys. If you are new here, hi, my name is Savannah and I'm your host of Killer Instinct. I hope you all are having a great week so far and I hope you're ready to just dive right into today's case. This is an update case on the Vanessa Guillen episode that we did a couple weeks ago. So if you have not listened to that episode yet, I highly, highly recommend that you go listen to that before we jump into this because this episode just really won't make a lot of sense to you if you just listen to this one and not the original. Before we get started on today's case, I just want to ask you guys to go ahead and quickly subscribe. That way you never miss an episode here. Also go ahead and review and rate the podcast. I would really appreciate that as well. So now let's move on to today's update. This is never one that I wanted to be updating you guys on. I was genuinely hoping, just like all of you were, that this case would have somewhat of a happy ending. However, unfortunately, that is not what I'm coming to you with today. So like I said, today we are doing an update on the Vanessa Guillen case. A couple weeks ago, I talked to you guys about 20-year-old missing soldier Vanessa Guillen who went missing from the Fort Hood Army Base located in Fort Hood, Texas. At the time that we covered this case, there were much more questions than answers when it came to Vanessa's disappearance, and unfortunately today I bring you the update that Vanessa's remains have been discovered. This case has gained an unbelievable amount of traction in the news and media, and it's one that's touched a lot of people's hearts. Vanessa's story has touched so many lives, so with that being said, I am bringing you what we now know happened to Vanessa Guillen. So the very brief overview of the day Vanessa went missing was on April 22nd, 2020, and Vanessa was on the Fort Hood Army Base, and she had been working in the arms room that day. The arms room is where the weapons are kept, and that is where she was working that day. Vanessa was seen by a witness walking from the arms room she was working at to a different arms room on the base in order to confirm some serial numbers on one of the weapons. If you listened to the original episode we did on this case, you would remember that Vanessa's keys, wallet, and and army ID were left in the arms room that she was working at, indicating that she was planning on coming back to the original room that she was working at that day. Now, the arms room that she was going to, so the second arms room, was being monitored and controlled by special agent 20-year-old Aaron Robinson. And after visiting the second arms room, Vanessa was expected to go to the motor pool, which was an area where a lot of the vehicles are located. So Vanessa was expected to be headed there after her visit to the second arms room. However, the people who were waiting for her at the motor pool said that she never showed up that day. Now, on April 28th, just six days following Vanessa's disappearance, the authorities decided it would be a good idea to question Aaron Robinson. And the reason they did this was because this was the last person known to see Vanessa. He was the last person in that second arms room. No one knew where she had gone after that. And along with that, Aaron was the last person that Vanessa had texted that day. It was the last person she sent an outgoing text message to. Now, according to Aaron, he said that Vanessa came to the arms room that he was working at, read him some serial numbers for the equipment, and then he said that he gave Vanessa a serial number and paperwork for a 50 caliber machine gun that she was to take over to the motor pool, which was why they were expecting her, but again, she never showed up. Authorities questioned Aaron about his whereabouts for the rest of the day on the day that Vanessa went missing, and he claimed that after work on April 
April 22nd, he went straight home to his post-off residence. Now, there are some conflicting reports that say it was just his residence and he's the only one that lived there. And then there are some reports that say it was a residence that Aaron shared with his girlfriend, which is a 22-year-old woman named Cicely Aguilar. Now, regardless if she completely lived there or not, authorities asked Cicely the same question. They wanted to confirm Aaron's alibi and she told them the same thing. She said that she had been with Aaron the entire night of the 22nd and following the night of the 22nd, Aaron said he woke up to be at work the next morning on the 23rd and left his home at about 6.30 a.m. to go back to the Fort Hood base. Now, this was the story that authorities had to go off of for about an entire month almost. Then on May 18th, there was some new information that was presented to authorities. This information came from two witnesses who stated that on April 22nd, the day Vanessa went missing, Aaron had been seen pulling a large, tough box out of the arms room that he had been working at that day. And this arms room is also the last place that Vanessa had been seen. These witnesses stated that Aaron loaded the box into his vehicle and drove away. Now, a tough box for people who weren't aware of what this is, like myself, I had to look it up. A tough box is a very durable, sturdy storage box. It's very tough in material, hence the name. It's a very thick plastic, and they can sometimes have wheels that make it easier to transport. Now, the witnesses who saw Aaron move the tough box into his vehicle claimed that it was obvious that he was struggling to lift the box because whatever was inside of it was extremely heavy. Now, on the following day that they were given this information, which was May 19th, Aaron had agreed to let authorities search through his cell phone. Now, when they did this, they discovered that Aaron had made multiple phone calls to his girlfriend, Cicely, on the late night hours of April 22nd and in the early morning hours of April 23rd. Now, police obviously thought this was a little strange considering the fact that Aaron and Cicely had claimed that they were with each other the night of the 22nd. So if they were with each other, why would they need to be calling each other? So this was exactly the question that authorities decided to ask Cicely and Aaron. Now, Cicely told authorities that on the night of April 22nd, she couldn't find her phone. She said she misplaced her phone and she asked Aaron to call it multiple times throughout the night, which is why authorities found Aaron calling Cicely's phone phone, but this didn't make sense to authorities either because they were able to look at the length of these phone calls, and some of these phone calls lasted as long as several minutes. So the idea that Aaron was calling Cicely's phone to help her locate it, and then they in the same house were on the phone with each other for several minutes, this didn't make a lot of sense either. When authorities approached Cicely with these inconsistencies again, she then decided to change her story about what happened on April 22nd. She said on April 22nd, she wasn't home the entire night and that she and Aaron decided to take a drive to a park in Belton, Texas to look at the stars together and then they decided to drive home which they remained at for the rest of the night. Which again, this story doesn't really explain why Aaron would be calling Cicely throughout the night and into the early morning hours of the 23rd but this wasn't the first time the story changed. Just for location references as well, Belton is an area located between Killeen, Texas and an area that we're about to talk about called Bell County. Belton was also about 25 minutes away from Fort Hood. Now, while also searching through Aaron's cell phone, authorities were able to track his GPS from the night of April 22nd in the early morning hours of April 23rd. When doing this, they discovered that Aaron's phone had showed that he had been near the Leon River in Bell County at 1.59 a.m. on the 23rd. This river is 25 miles east of Fort Hood, and it wasn't like Aaron did a quick drive-by through the this area 
or by this lake or that it was on his way home from looking at the stars with his girlfriend. Aaron's phone showed that he stayed in this area for about two whole hours and he wasn't alone. Cicely's phone also showed the exact same travel pattern as Aaron's. Now, once the Belton Police Department was made aware of Aaron and Cicely's location at the Leon River for a decent period of time on the night of the 22nd, moving into the early morning hours of the 23rd, they actually searched the river on June 21st. And while they didn't find any human remains in the river, they did find what appeared to be, quote, burned remains of a plastic tote, end quote. That was the description given by authorities. They also found a burn site at a spot near the lake. They discovered that the soil where the burn site was was a lot more soft and damp than the soil in the surrounding areas. Now, the burned remains of a plastic tote does resemble very similarly to the material of the tough box that Aaron was seen by witnesses carrying out of the arms room. Now, we move on to several days later on June 30th, and on this day, there was a group of contractors working on building a fence nearby the Leon River, and while they were working on this fence, they came across human remains. Immediately when they discovered the remains, they contacted the authorities, and when police arrived, on the scene, they described the remains as scattered and had appeared to be placed into a concrete-like substance and buried. Now, when these remains were discovered, authorities immediately questioned Sicily again on the evening of June 30th at about 8.30 p.m., and this is when everything pretty much came undone from here on out. Sicily had changed her story for yet another time, and this time, she didn't hold anything back. According to Sicily, she claimed that on the night of April 22nd into the early morning hours of April 23rd, Aaron had picked her up at the gas station that she had worked at and drove her to the Leon River. Cicely said that once they arrived, Aaron had walked her through the woods until they reached a tough box waiting for them that Aaron had left there earlier. When they walked up to the box, Aaron removed the lid and showed Cicely what was inside of it, which was the body of Vanessa Guillen. According to Cicely, Aaron had told Told her that he had bludgeoned Vanessa over the head multiple times with a hammer while in the arms room earlier that day on April 22nd, and then he placed her body into a tough box and brought it out to the woods of the Leon River. Cicely said that their original plan was to try and burn Vanessa's body along with the tough box. However, after attempting to do so, they were worried that they would actually draw attention to themselves because there had been about 15 feet of smoke rising after attempting to burn Vanessa's body and and the tough box. Some of the smoke was rising above the trees of the woods, and because of that, they were worried that someone would see it and come over to where they were, like it was going to draw attention to themselves, and someone would either call the fire department or someone would walk over. So they decided that because of that, and because of the fact that it was taking longer than they had anticipated to burn Vanessa's body, they were going to dismember her body instead. Cicely said her and Aaron had dismembered Vanessa using a hatchet or axe and a machete-type knife, and after dismembering her, they buried her remains in three separate burial holes, and then they fled the scene together. 
Several days later, Sicily and Aaron returned back to the burial site with hairnets, gloves, and a bag of cement. They dug up Vanessa's remains in the three burial holes and attempted to burn them, hoping to completely eliminate any trace of Vanessa. After burning the remains, they buried whatever was left in the same three holes and covered the holes with a concrete mixture that they had created. After this, they returned home and burned the clothes that they had worn, as well as their hairnets and gloves, in hopes to remove any evidence. Now, while Sicily was talking to authorities and basically telling them everything, Aaron was not aware that this was happening. However, because he was a person of interest in this case, he was supposed to be kept in a room in the Fort Hood base. That way, police could keep track of him. But he wasn't told necessarily why he was being kept in this room. You know, they told him it had something to do with COVID. And along with that, it had something to do with that he was being looked at on this case. So they kind of told him a couple different reasons as to why he was being kept in this room. However, even though Aaron was supposed to be confined to his barracks at Fort Hood, on the evening of June 30th, which was the same night that Sicily had basically told police what had happened, Aaron just up and left. How? Not too sure, but he did, and this led police into a full-on search trying to find him. Now, while being interrogated by authorities, Sicily was actually directed to call Erin off of her cell phone and not give off the impression that she was speaking to police. But instead, she was told to talk about Vanessa and what they had done to her. And while on the phone, Erin didn't deny anything. He basically said exactly what happened, which is what Sicily had told the authorities. And then following this phone call, he texted Sicily multiple news articles in regards to the discovery of human remains telling her, quote, they found pieces, end quote. Authorities discovered Aaron later that night on Tuesday, June 30th while walking along the street, and when he was approached by police, he ended up shooting himself in the head, ending his own life. Cicely Aguilar has been arrested, and I have seen multiple different reports regarding what her actual charge is. I've seen reports saying that she is being charged with conspiracy to tamper with evidence, and I've seen reports stating that Cicely is being charged with felony alteration and mutilation to impede an investigation. So I've seen different charges floating through online, and it could be either one of them, it could be both, it could be another charge that gets added on. I'm sure as this case continues, we will learn more about her actual charge or charges very soon. Now, I want to talk about what we discussed in the first episode that we did on this case, and that is motive, which, as always, there's never any logical, reasonable, or acceptable explanation for an act like this. But the question is, what would drive someone to get to this point? Now, when Vanessa was first missing, when she first went missing, there were multiple reports of sexual harassment that Vanessa was experiencing while on the Fort Hood base from her superiors. There was never a name of any specific person who was doing this to her, However, Vanessa's family have said that she had confided with them that she was experiencing sexual harassment. Looking at what we know now, it's pretty clear that at least one of the people that Vanessa was referring to was Aaron Robinson. Whether Aaron wanted to seriously pursue Vanessa and she rejected him, or he was continuously sexually harassing her and learned that she had disclosed information to her family, or whether or not Vanessa just stood up for herself and fought back against Aaron's advances, it could have triggered him to act out in a horrifically violent way. Now, a new piece of information that we have is from the lawyer representing Vanessa's family, and they have come out and said that Vanessa was planning on filing a harassment claim against Aaron just the day 
following her death. So this definitely makes you wonder. It makes you wonder if Vanessa had brought up to Aaron the fact that she was planning on filing a harassment claim, if maybe Aaron made an advance at her when she walked into the arms room that day and Vanessa stood up for herself and she fought against it and in the heat of the moment told him that she was going to be filing a harassment claim against him. I could definitely see that as something that happened. Okay, we're going to take a short break, but we will be right back with more of the Killer Instinct podcast. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems a little counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's Instant Alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in a place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments Apartments.com's instant alerts mean that you can spend less time looking for the perfect place and more time on just doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. All right, you guys, welcome back. So I want to talk about Sicily for a minute because once this news broke of her involvement, there was a lot of information that came out about her. Now, Sicily was actually married to a different soldier on the Fort Hood base before meeting Aaron Robinson, and Sicily and this husband of hers are still technically married, so it's her estranged husband, and Aaron and Sicily started their relationship at least officially in February 2020. So Sicily and Aaron were only really with each other for a almost three-month period before Vanessa's death. Following Vanessa's disappearance as little as just two days after her murder, Cicely began posting on Instagram like everything was normal. However, her captions are very disturbing and eerie to look back on. On April 24th, she posted a selfie captioned, quote, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent end quote. That same day, she posted another picture captioned, quote, the most dangerous woman of all is the one who refuses to rely on you to save her because she was never a damsel in distress, end quote. That same day, she captioned another selfie, quote, she was born in fire, fierce to melt the iron. You fell in love with a woman who knows how to tame the dragon. She's the Targaryen of her own soul, end quote. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say that word. I've tried so many times. May 1st, Cicely posted another selfie captioned, quote, I loved her, the dark side of her. Any girl can play innocent, but her demons are what drove me wild. Her secrets, her pain that she masks with laughter, the darkness she tries so hard to hide, that's what made me fall for her, end quote. That same day, she captioned another picture with, quote, he showed her the darkest parts of him. She said, black is my favorite color, end quote. That same day again, she posts another selfie captioned, quote, I will not have you without the darkness that hides within you. I will not let you have me without the madness that makes me. If our demons cannot dance, neither can we, end quote. The last picture she posted on Instagram was on May 25th, captioned, quote, people who fight fire with fire end up with the ashes of their own integrity, end quote. So I know that was a lot of captions, and for that I apologize, but I think it's very eerie to just look back and see Cicely so easily go back with her life as if nothing had happened at all. Just two days following Vanessa's murder, she was back to regular posting, if not even more than usual, with posting multiple times a day. Seeing how she talked about fire and getting burned, knowing that her and Aaron had attempted to burn Vanessa's remains on multiple different occasions 
is a sickening. And some of her quotes really make you think that she has kind of made this narrative in her mind that her and Aaron are just this like dynamic power couple duo. When she says he showed her the darkest parts of him and she said black is my favorite color. It's like they both have this twisted fantasy that they have glamorized and romanticized in their head. When she said if our demons can't dance then neither can we. It's just it's so weird and eerie and creepy to look back on knowing everything that she knew that she did and knowing everything that Aaron did and what they did together. It's just she has completely romanticized in her mind this twisted version and narrative that her and Aaron are like this off-brand Bonnie and Clyde. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's very, very bizarre to say the least. Now, something interesting is, you know, I've told you guys before about Stephanie Harlow. I've talked about her a bunch on this podcast. She's a true crime YouTuber who I think is phenomenal. She goes into such great detail. She brought up a very good point when talking about her update on this case. She said that while being interrogated by authorities, Cicely revealed to police that she recognized that it was Vanessa's body laying in the tough box when Aaron and opened it and showed her what was inside of it. And Stephanie brought up the question, why? Why was Vanessa someone that Cicely had recognized? Was it because that she was aware that Aaron had interest in Vanessa and because of that she had done some social media stalking? Was it because Aaron had told her about Vanessa? Now, according to Cicely, she has the answer to this question. Cicely said that the reason she recognized Vanessa was because Vanessa had threatened to expose Aaron for having an affair with Cicely while Cicely was still married to her husband, who was also a soldier on the Fort Hood base. So according to Cicely, this was basically the motive behind what Aaron did to Vanessa. Aaron murdering Vanessa came from the fact that Vanessa threatened to expose Aaron. Now, this doesn't really make a lot of sense for multiple reasons, because one, why why would Vanessa care enough to go out of her way to expose Aaron and Sicily? Because if you think about it, if Vanessa was complaining on multiple different occasions of sexual harassment from Aaron, I really don't think she would care whatsoever about his love life. If anything, she would just kind of want to sit back and leave it all alone. Vanessa does not strike me as the person who would want to meddle into a situation like this, especially with someone she was planning on filing a harassment claim against. It doesn't make any sense. Now, two, the second reason this doesn't make any sense to me is because it makes me wonder if Cicely was basically just trying to protect her ego by saying that, oh no, my boyfriend was not interested in Vanessa. My boyfriend didn't want Vanessa. My boyfriend wasn't trying to make advances at Vanessa. This was basically Vanessa trying to exploit our relationship and put us on blast. It makes me feel like she doesn't really want to accept the fact that her boyfriend had been making these advances and could possibly have interest in someone else. You know, regardless of Cicely's claims, I I still do believe that the true motive behind all of this was sexual harassment. That is just my personal opinion. I think that Vanessa fought back against Aaron by either physically fighting him off or Aaron heard that Vanessa was starting to tell people what had been happening to her and in turn he felt like he needed to murder her in order to keep her quiet. Now, since Vanessa's death, there have been a lot of people who have come forward. A lot of women claiming that they too have either been victims themselves of sexual assault while serving in the military, or they know someone who has experienced sexual harassment while on base. People have began to genuinely question these military bases, saying that there are so many different types of harassment that have been covered up by the people of higher rankings on these bases. Now, this is not to say that every high-ranking soldier in the military is a terrible person. This is just this is not what I'm trying to say. 
way. However, the amount of secrets and cover-ups and the things that get slid under the rug just to save face is so disturbing. Now, there have been a lot of people that have said that they don't believe that Aaron acted alone in this. How did Aaron murder Vanessa with a hammer without being heard and without anyone suspecting anything after the fact? He was in a common room on base, an armory room. Anyone could have walked in at any point. Because of this fact, a lot of people believe that it's possible that someone of a higher ranking helped Aaron clean up the crime scene after he had murdered Vanessa. People believe that with the amount of blood and cleanup there would have had to have been, it would have been almost impossible for Aaron to murder Vanessa on his own. Now, a new fact that has also come to light in Vanessa's case is that Vanessa was not even scheduled to work on the day of April 22nd. She was actually scheduled to come in by a superior last minute. It was a last minute change in schedule but they ruled this person to not be Aaron Robinson. So Aaron Robinson was not the one who officially made the switch on the schedule. So if it wasn't Aaron who requested this last minute change, who was it? Was it someone who possibly could have known what was going to happen and had spoken to Aaron? Possibly someone who helped Aaron clean up the mess of the crime scene? Someone who Aaron trusted who he reached out to to ask for them to switch and put Vanessa on the schedule? Because of these facts, a lot of people believe that this was premeditated murder. Now, Vanessa's case has been honored by millions around the country and around the world. It has sparked the attention of so many people and has pulled on the heartstrings of so many. And again, it has inspired many others to come forward and share their stories and really shed a light on what's going on behind the gates of some of these bases. It's incredibly, incredibly frustrating that it doesn't even like do the word justice to see that Vanessa's death was attempting to be covered up by the Fort Hood base, how they would turn their back on one of their own who vowed to serve and protect our country and allow her to be so brutally murdered. It's disgusting to think that this is the way our system operates. For people who need an example of why some people are afraid to come forward and share their story or are afraid to stand up for themselves, this is why. This is your example. This is something that never should have happened. Vanessa's death never should have happened and it was preventable. She deserved so much more from every person who failed her. She deserved to live a fulfilled life. She deserved to be protected by the country. She vowed to protect herself. And because of that, this case infuriates me. It makes me sad and angry and upset that it ever had to get to this point. Right now, Cicely is facing up to 20 years in prison and a $250,000 max fine. And personally, I believe she deserves way more. She clearly did not have a problem going on and living her life like everything was normal. And she didn't have any problem trying to protect Aaron and doing whatever it was she had to do to dispose of Vanessa's body. Personally, I believe she's an accomplice for murder. I believe 100%. I know that, you know, there's diff this technical and whatever, but I believe that she deserves way more than 20 years. And I think that part of the reason she's only facing 20 years is because she came out to the police and told them what happened. And what's incredibly frustrating is Aaron isn't here to share his side of the story, not necessarily because he deserves to have his side of the story out there, but we're really only hearing things from Cicely's perspective. I would be interested if the authorities were able to kind of crack Aaron a little bit. If he was still here, of course, he's not and he's a coward and he took his own life to save his own 
itself from facing the consequences of what he did, but it would be interesting to see if authorities were able to crack him enough to see if there was anyone else involved in this, because all we really have right now is Sicily and Aaron. But I personally do believe there's one more person at least involved in this who knew about this, and this person, whoever they are, is going completely unscathed. So this is the update that we have on this case so far. I encourage you guys to continue looking, searching, and reading into this case more as possibly more information comes to light. I'm unsure if Cicely will ever go to trial for this, so that's something we can also look out for as well, but that is the update. And I'm going to be honest with you guys a little bit with this one. There are certain cases every so often that I come along and come across and cover and they hit a little bit different, and this one definitely hit a little bit different. I'm not exactly sure why. There's never really a reason. It's not because I feel like one death is worse than the other when we're talking about the victims that we cover, but there's just certain stories that you know, they touch you a little bit more than others. And this one definitely did when I was doing my research. And, you know, this isn't about me whatsoever. This case is nothing about me, but it just, it makes me so frustrated that Vanessa put her life on the line for a system that failed her. And it makes me so frustrated that other people out there are experiencing similar treatment that Vanessa did. And that when she finally decided that she was going to stand up for herself, her life was so brutally taken away from her. I literally had to go for a drive after I finished researching this case and I was just a wreck because I couldn't fathom this and I don't know if it has something to do with the fact that I worked with Vanessa's family a little bit on this case and so feeling like I've talked to them and can't even imagine what they're going through at this moment and what's crazy is one of Vanessa's sisters actually came forward and said that she spoke to Erin while she was searching for Vanessa on the Fort Hood base. I don't believe they were ever allowed in the base to search but they were always outside of it and she came across Erin one day and she spoke to him for a little bit and I believed he actually laughed at her or said something and laughed or I'm not really sure how the conversation went but I just I my heart goes out to this family so much and I cannot even imagine and it's crazy because this literally happened just months ago we're talking literally just about a little over two weeks ago by the time you're hearing this that Vanessa's remains were discovered this happened in April you know it's crazy to hear no no matter what, what the case is whenever it happened it's always crazy and like unbelievable to hear that people have it in them to do these things but whenever we think about it happening like more recently at least for me the fact that this happened in april like people are people are still doing this like it's just i know that that's you know probably a naive way to think and it's probably a naive way to go about these cases but you know when doing all these cases it's hard because you want to have hope for people and you want to still believe that there are good people out there and i know that there still are and i know this is not to say like i said before that every high-ranking soldier is this awful person i'm not saying that but to know that this is a treatment that is not uncommon the amount of dms and emails that i got from you guys talking about you know either your experience in the military and experiencing sexual assault or sexual harassment or someone you know who's experienced sexual assault or harassment it's so mind-blowing to me i guess because i've never you know, looked into any cases like this, I was kind of blinded to the idea that this was something that happened frequently. I'm someone who, despite everything I do with the podcast and my true crime videos, I'm someone who likes to see the good in people. And it just, I guess I was naive to look over the fact that this was something that happens way more than we would like to admit. And it gets covered up way more than we know. So with that being said, you guys, 
that's all for me today. I know I kind of just went on a, on a tangent and I'm sorry for that, but it needed to be said. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you are new here, hi, my name's Savannah. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave a rate and a review. It would be very appreciated. And I will see you guys next week with a brand new case on Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another Killer Instinct episode. I'll see you all next week. Have a great rest of your week. Stay safe and I'll talk to you then guys.